God soldier, hit you with the fire solar Scripture alone, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone Glory to God alone on this microphone with a righteous tone It's not about who's illest, come on My sixth sense is telling me that Christ is more unbreakable than Bruce Willis We truth dealers, hope you fill us with my crew spillers Alright, and we are live, what's up guys? Welcome everybody to this webcast of World View Warriors I'm Dave Wilson, as usual, chilling with John Jansen And what's today going? we have a very special guest We have Melissa Doherty hanging out with us what is going on sis nothing much you know just sitting here trying to figure out tech stuff with you guys <laughs> right we've been trying to go live now for like half an hour and have just been having all kinds of horrible issues it's been good times it's been uh it's been interesting <laughs> that's for sure what are we doing tonight well uh we've got a few things in store for you guys so first we're going to be covering the subject of toxic masculinity just briefly kind of going over as far as what the biblical worldview towards that should be uh we've got melissa doherty in the house she's going to be going over uh, new age false christ and uh going over some of her testimony with some of the questions we've got for her and finally we're going to be going over the heretic of the heretic week. of the week <laughs> yes it's gonna be hot definitely it's gonna be hot that's not at all the order we're gonna go in but those are the three <laughs> the three things we're gonna do um so we're gonna start off um just talking to melissa a little bit about just her her testimony her background um so she is uh if you guys don't know her she's awesome um, she actually runs a uh, a Facebook group um, from New Age from New Age to Jesus Recovery Group. That's the name of no, it, right? Actually, it's it's temporarily closed for membership at the time at the moment. So we temporarily changed the name of it to keep them guessing. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. And I so like we're it. Gonna, we're gonna, it's from New Age to Christianity, and then we uh, we're gonna reopen it here soon. We made a page though in the meantime, so okay. You know, there's content on there, but yeah, the group is, is we're kind of discussing on when we should reopen it, but it's there. Awesome. Awesome. So, so she does that really just kind of has her own ministry for um, leading people out of the new age, just into biblical Christianity. Um, she's got a book that she co-authored that is awesome. I have a copy. I have a lot of notes wow, in here. Dude, and look at that. I know. I told you I have all kinds of notes. Um, you do a lot of stuff on YouTube. You do stuff by yourself. You do stuff with Doreen Virtue. If you guys are familiar with her, if not, you should be, she is amazing. Um, but, uh, so that, that's kind of a lot of what, um, Melissa does for the kingdom. So with that, she's going to be sharing, um, just kind of briefly her testimony and what, um, led her to Christ or, or really kind of how, how God saved her. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I guess we're, we're really going to be kind of just asking her some questions about like, um, right. Like what false ideas about Christ did you have? And then how was that corrected? So I guess, honestly, if you want to just open up and just talk about your testimony, just kind of briefly. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, first the book that you showed, actually, it's, it's so funny. You're like, Oh, she has a group. Oh, she has a book. Neither one of them are accessible because Oh, no. This is a collector's edition at this point. Yeah, it's, like you got to pay extra if you want one of these. I took it all out of print because I decided to make videos of the contents because more people have access to them. And uh, it was actually Mike Winger that gave me that idea because really, yeah. Well, me and Doreen we interviewed him, and one of the questions I asked was, "Are you going to write a book?" And he's like, "Well, well, I find that doing videos gets more content and it gets more." Um, you know, people pay attention more to that. And I don't know, that just rang true with me. And there's, you know, there's things in the book that I want to, you know, perfect. And, you know, it's just so oh, yeah, you can't just go on Amazon and order it anymore. 
but um yeah so those two things but <laughs> yeah my testimony yeah i do have a youtube channel i just started using it a few months ago um and i started putting contents on it and my testimony is up there in full it's like 30 minutes long and originally i made it just for the group i didn't ever really mean to put it on youtube uh but it just turned out that way and, um, and it's got a ton of views now Oh yeah. Like, yeah. I watched it the other day. Yeah. Like that's blowing up. Like you have a super cool testimony. So that's this awesome. Last, the last six months, not even six months, I'd say since last August, life has been a ride since, <laughs> I mean, Zorin and I, we've been doing our videos and then, um, that that's awesome. Cause we get to meet a lot of people, you know, we get to interview a lot of really cool guests and, um, and then in December we got flown out to, uh, uh mike heiser's studio to film with him for his i'm French super podcast. jealous yes. by the way <laughs> i love i love mike heiser yeah oh, great i i'm a terrible traveler but that was one of the best trips of my life it was That's awesome yeah it blew my mind it was just everything about that trip i wish i could just relive it it was so <laughs> that's awesome yeah i just finished reading unseen realm like a week or two ago yeah i need to reread it my brain hurts it's like you right <laughs> And I, I, I loved it because at one point during the interview, um, we had to, they, he interviewed me, interviewed Doreen, and then he wanted to do a, a co-interview. And in between that, they were redoing the lights and all that stuff, and they were having issues. And it was awesome because um, uh, it gave, there's Mike Heiser three feet away from me, and it just, it gave us such good talking time. And he actually, he, he talks a lot. I mean, if you just listen, oh my gosh, I just got to listen to Mike Kaiser just talk you know for about an hour and a half it was amazing that's was awesome. so cool I am yeah, so you know? jealous <laughs> <laughs> he's a nice guy you know and so I mean it's just it's kind of been a ride since then so yeah the momentum is just is just growing and um but yeah my testimony so uh it, it's it's kind of long but not at the same time I basically came from like a new thought background and I didn't know I had I'm still learning about the different variety of new age that there is. It's mm -hmm. unreal. And I'm, mm -hmm. yeah, like I have a ministry for new age, so it, that should tell you something, but. But it's such uh, a broad topic. I mean, you talk new age and like, it's not just like, okay, here's new age. Like here's the new age Bible and here's everything yeah. you need to know. Like, it's not that like, it's such like, I remember when I first joined um, reasons for Jesus, I remember kind of asking Stephen a little bit about like, what are some books that I should read? Like things to get familiar <laughs> with the, the new age mindset. And like, yeah, it is, it's such a broad thing. And honestly, like, I don't feel like I ever really understood what the new age was until I started studying the occult, like, yeah. to be honest, and just like seeing these new age or like these occult practices. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's new age. The <laughs> like, premise of the new age movement is your God. I mean, it's, it's unity. It's oneness basically. Mm -hmm. And um, if you can understand that, that's the foundation of it all. And yeah that you're divine that you are the center of the universe you know and you you are this divine being and honestly um when i was in the new age i loved that i mean i i used to play video games and you know i used to be into you know uh, every kid has an imagination but once you actually are told that there's power that you have power you know there's something very um uh very attractive about that Mm -hmm. And I loved that. I loved that. I, I, I felt like I had this, uh, you know, this leg up on this spirituality. 
you know, and it felt yeah. special. I felt very special, you know, because when you had things happen to you, it seemed like you were kind of being handpicked for that spiritual experience, you know? So I yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it seems like, like I've talked to, I mean, a variety of people, like, like I said, like I've been studying the occult a lot recently and I was actually part of a few different like Wiccan groups and, um, and like stuff like that. It seems like the common element with that is really just an element of I'm special and I want to control my life. It seems like that's basically like the common thing. Um, like no matter what variant of new age it is, it's always seemingly, at least to me, about control. Like you want to be able to control the situations. Um, you want to be able to control the circumstances around your life. Would you? Majorly. Would you agree? Yeah. Majorly. Yeah, <laughs> you've actually touched on a really big part of it too, because as opposed to Christianity, it's all about giving that control to Jesus. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, because I mean, I have my group, and I have, you know, I have Instagram, and people, I, I welcome messages and questions and things, and that's one of the biggest things oh man people have a hard time letting go of control because yeah. it's, it's like you're you're it's like that scene in indiana jones it's just like you know the, the step of faith you know it's just oh my gosh i have to step out and do this on my own and but i have to trust god and you know and it's 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 very difficult for them so you can't just go to a psychic you can't you know flip over a tarot card you can't you know you mm -hmm. can't just visualize or manifest it has to be him and I think that's a hard situation, you know, but right. I mean, I, I, my testimony is kind of twofold though. Cause I, be, I became a Christian at 16. Um, but I was just a very ignorant one. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I went on my honeymoon with God and everything. I was, I loved God. I was, mm -hmm. I, I just wanted to scream from the rooftops how much I love Jesus, but I just, I didn't know my Bible and, um, I went to church, but, and I had a lot of questions and when I was, <laughs> I know if you see me get up and leave, it's because of my kids. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. yeah. <laughs> Just mid sentence. Oh yeah. Gotta go. But no, it's, um, I, I just, I remained really ignorant, you know, and I grew up with, uh, I was not a Christian scientist, but I had Christian science taught to me like a okay. lot of their doctrine. And, um, I didn't know it was Christian science, but I knew that my grandparents were Christian scientists, a great grandparent. And, um, my mom always used to talk about, you know, the Christian science church and, you know, some of the beliefs and things like that, but it was never separated. It was all together. All the beliefs were just the same thing. You just kind of, you know, uh, believed in your own way, whatever worked for you worked for you, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. It was your truth. It was your path. Very subjective. You know? Yeah. And uh, I, I, I didn't believe the Bible to be the word of God. I didn't know what that really meant. I, I didn't know how the Bible came to be. Uh, nobody did. I mean, I was 16, so not to give away my age or anything, but I remember still having encyclopedias on my shelf, you know? Oh, and, man. Yeah. The internet, was around, <laughs> man. the internet was around, but it, I, no. You, you couldn't just go Google to... anything you wanted to know. No, there was no <laughs> Facebook. Facebook, right. you know what I mean? The, my space wasn't even around you know what i mean like it was back in the zanga days huh uh, <laughs> i promise i just really remember this time in my life but i mean you know there was nothing like that you know i didn't know yeah. what apologetics was nothing and so i just kind of fell back into that ignorance and it just i i i think i have a belief now that if the devil can't he can't take your soul 
So he makes you really apathetic, you know, he makes you really ignorant and apathetic and you just have these really fruitless Christians, you know, they're still saved, but they just don't have anything to, they're not reaping a harvest. They're not sowing seeds. They're just sitting there, you know, doing nothing. And I think that that's part of the issue. That was part of the issue with me. And, you know, so, I mean, time went on and I got deeper and deeper into it. And again, it was more new thought, like think Eckhart Tolle, law of attraction. Mm -hmm. Um, I read his book this last year. What's that? I read his book this last year. Okay, good. So, you know, yeah, I uh-huh. love that stuff. I loved it. And it's very peaceful. And, and it uh, is. Yep. yeah. And like, who could, I never, you always want to go to the path of least resistance. It was coexist, tolerant, um, whatever, just, you know, worked for everybody because you wanted to be that person, you know, like you didn't want to be somebody that um, argued with other people or told them what they believed was wrong and, so my doctrine, my doctrine was kind of garbage, you know? So, I mean, and what happened was, is that I just kind of got knocked down my pedestal. Um, when I, after I had my first child, uh, I really started searching a little bit more for these answers, uh, that I had, or these questions that I had. And, uh, lo and behold, two Jehovah's witnesses show up at my door. And okay. um, yeah, I thought the funny thing is that I thought I used the law of attraction to, to guide them to me. Isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I attracted them. Oh, hello. Oh, thank you for coming to my door. I had no idea, no idea that what they believed. I thought a lot of what they believed was not true. I thought it was like a rumor or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I was really ignorant to my Bible, but nobody actually believed that, you know, and like right. Jesus and Michael, the archangel, mm-hmm. things like that. And um, mm-hmm. like, oh, you didn't believe in hell. Fine. I can deal with that. You know, um, the, the skewed view on the Trinity was kind of weird to me, though, because I didn't really understand the Trinity myself. Well, who does? But I didn't understand, you know, Jesus being right. God. I mean, it, right. that's, a, that's a warped mindset in the New Age anyway, you know. And so but the, the Jesus being the Michael, the Archangel one that really got me. And what it did is uh, there was definitely the Internet then. And so I I went and I researched their religion and they're, I can see why they're not allowed to research their religion because uh, I just yeah. heard all the dirt on their beliefs, their religion, everything. And it just really caused a snowball effect of research that just has never ended. And that was about seven, eight years ago. Okay. You know? Yeah. And um, it, it just all was all downhill from then. I got into Jehovah's Witnesses, like ministering to them. It's mm. a ministry to Mormons. Um Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you learn. I learned a lot. I, I'm like, oh, okay, time to learn where the Bible came from, you know, because I got to read that and trust right. it. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's, and the hard thing about that was, though, is that the byproduct was that I discovered what I believed was wrong. And that shook my world because I, I didn't know it was wrong. I didn't know any idea. I didn't have any clue that it was mm-hmm. bad because it seemed so good. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and it's, it's interesting. Like you were, you were saying a few minutes ago about how, um, you know, it's just, it's all about tolerance and just coexistence and things like that. And it's like from that, you know, really non-biblical worldview, it's almost like, um, just non-conflict is kind of like the highest value almost, you know, contrary to a biblical worldview where it's like, well, no, like what is true really matters. Like Mm -hmm. truth matters. 
Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's the awesome thing. Like you're, you're talking about then researching and, and leading you deeper into scripture. And it's like, you know, that's the awesome thing that we have as Christians is the facts are on our side. You know, yes. when you actually dig in yeah. and, uh, and look at everything, like the facts are on our side and that's awesome. Like that rules, like we don't have to be afraid of the truth. Like we can dig and, you know, we don't have to fear what the answers are going to be. Yeah. I found that out really quickly. And I was, uh, kind of embarrassed because I'm like, that was easy. Like, why was I trying <laughs> to look into that, you know? And I learned right away that the, the truth will definitely stand on its own. Because mm -hmm. if, if Christianity is true, I mean, we shouldn't, nothing, sh we should not be afraid to research that. And right. the first thing that we need to do is like, oh, you're going to go watch a Zeitgeist video or you're going to go, watch <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're going to watch anything critical of Christianity, well, guess what? You really need to go research and find mm -hmm. out both sides of the story here because you you got you got this whole massive amount of information and uh, a lot of it is uh rooted in conspiracy and just has no no foundation <laughs> no basis in truth whatsoever yeah, yeah. oh of, man like half the stuff in religion on like zeitgeist was just completely and like you can even go to like atheist websites yeah. and they're just like no guys please don't use this information <laughs> like this is embarrassing for us yeah and, and the, <laughs> the irony is that when i first watched that guys i actually like had an anxiety attack <laughs> oh man so for yeah, you guys that aren't familiar it's a um really like a youtube documentary and they tackled a few different things like there was some good information there like some of them dealt with like the banking systems and and stuff like that like there's some interesting stuff there yeah. but they dealt with religion and uh a lot of it was just okay jesus is actually just um you know a made up basically a copy yeah a copy of all these pagan deities and there's you know all this stuff which we talked about that a little bit on our on our pagan christmas video but just a lot of just things that are blatantly false like just statements that people made that are just not backed up by evidence whatsoever. But um, so, yeah, if you're not familiar with that is, it's just a completely erroneous uh, YouTube documentary that got like 20 million views or something just insane. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, I think that uh, I was reading a Jay Warner Wallace book. It's actually this mm -hmm. one, the forensic, forensic faith one. Okay. Yeah. Talking about uh, training, training people to, and what they believe and mm. not just teaching them, but training them. And one mm. of the things he did, it kind of made me laugh. And I hope I'm remembering this correctly um, because I read it a while ago, but he let an atheist come into the classroom. He was teaching and basically tell them all these lies, you know, this information about Jesus being a myth and mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's the sun God and this and that. And there was a new <laughs> student in the class and she was just, Oh my gosh, like this, this can't be true, you know? And she didn't know how to defend herself in other words. She did not know how to defend what she believed. Sure. And he's just sitting there in the back of the classroom, just, you know, watching. <laughs> and the whole point is that if you don't know how to defend what you believe, you're going to kind of be in the fetal position in the corner of the yeah. room. You know, it just, that's the whole point is I had no foundation to defend what I believed. And in that case, it turned out really well because I ended up leaving my new age beliefs and getting into ministry. So there's yeah. that. <laughs> right. And like, here's where you are now, like, you know, pulling people out of the new age. And um, yeah. yeah, man, praise God for that. That's awesome. Now outside, because you said you dove into the Bible uh, pretty deep. And then you said, you know, you were really doing a lot of research just to kind of back up as far as uh, defense against things like Zygos. Um what, uh, like, were there specific, you mentioned Jay Warner Wallace, but were there other specific, like, apologists that really impacted your walk specifically coming out of the New Age? 
Yeah, actually, it was none of them. It was a more uh, Mormon, uh, well, people that were in the ministry, the countercult ministry, uh, like Keith Walker. I mean, these people, these are people that unless you're actually in the ministry, you wouldn't really know. But um, there's dozens and dozens of ministries out there that teach about Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons and um, uh, teach about them, but teach you how to witness to them. They're countercult ministries, basically them they really taught me like it's not just them directly it was indirectly their websites their resources how to witness there's a right and wrong way to do it you know especially with a jehovah's witness and um what happens though as a result is if you are sitting with a jehovah's witness and they are telling you that jesus is not god can you open your Bible and, and even yeah. knowing what they believe, like, can you open your Bible? And do you know where it says that? Can you defend that? Um, I mean, I wouldn't recommend actually talking right off the bat about that subject with them, but I mean, do you know what they believe? Do you even know what they believe? Do you know what their Bible says? Cause their Bible's different, like things like mm-hmm. that. It just, it takes you through the ringer. Um, so ironically, and they know their scripture, at least in terms of like their own doctrine, you know, they know it very well, like just as a generalization. And it's like, man, like, I wish like just Christians as a whole would know their, you know, specific points of doctrine, as well as the Jehovah's witnesses that go door to door would, and be able to just crack open your Bible and say, okay, here's where it says Jesus is the eternal God, you know, the eternal creator of the universe. Um, you know, and here's where it talks about, you know, we're saved by grace alone through faith alone in Christ alone, you know, and just, just be able to do that. So it's yeah. almost like, it's almost like a point where we need to, we're, we're almost kind of shamed by the Jehovah's Witnesses in terms of, you know, what the average Christian um, can do. And that's, you know, really, and that's, that's a lot of our, um, our purpose in doing, you know, just these videos and stuff like that is just, we want to, you know, really encourage people and equip people. Uh, in terms of how to deal with this kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, we're also not a cult, though. So, I mean, they don't really <laughs> Right. <laughs> we have that going for us. Yeah, they don't really have a choice, you know? And um, I think it's, a, it's, it's not just them. It's anybody of any belief system. You have to know. You have to, you have to be... You have to understand, then be understood. Like, you have to know mm-hmm. their position to, to be an effective witness, you know? And that that really is what helped me was because okay. I really had to know my Bible. I really had to know what it said and uh, what it meant so I could defend it. And that's really what it was. It was just ironically, no, no apologists. It was them. It was those ministries. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what would you say? So when you were, so you were uh, at least as far as your understanding, you know, completely saved, just very deceived in your yeah. view. Um, so what, what Jesus were you looking to at that point? Because that, that's kind of an interesting thing. And and as I look at different like religions of the world and things like that, it seems like Jesus is the one guy that everybody has to explain away. Um, yeah. Like it doesn't matter like if you are, you know, Jewish, uh, Muslim, um, you know, New Age, Buddhist, whatever, like you have a place for Jesus. Yeah. Like you find a box to shove Jesus in and say, okay, this is where he is. So what are some of those with your background, you know, very new thought, new age, that kind of thing. Like, what are some of those common um, misconceptions about Jesus um, that you think are, are, I guess, kind of on the front lines there? Yeah. Well, one of the big things was, I mean, of course, I, 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 I mean, of course I believed in Jesus. Um, 
it was more of a misconception. It was more or less like a lack of information about him. Um, And I thought he was one thing when he wasn't. And Dorian Mm -hmm. and I, we have a joke. We call him the teddy bear Jesus. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you know, he's just all loving and non-judgmental, which is asinine when you think about it. Like not to judge ever. Like, no, that's not even possible. And especially compared to like the picture of Jesus in Revelation where he comes back as you know, the conquering king, like he's ripped. He's got he's a, a big warrior. tattoo on his thigh. Like there's he's a sword coming out of his mouth. He's killing people. It's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, but yeah, exactly. It was just the teddy bear Jesus. It was just, um, he was all accepting. Uh, it was always about how to make it work, to make love work. It was never mm-hmm. about judgment. It was never about, um, and it, I mean, the ones that I only the people that I thought were really condemned were like really doomed were of course, you know, like the Hitler types or, but like atheists, like people who didn't believe in God at all or, but I mean, if you believed in God, you are good to go with me, you know? And it was just like, Mm -hmm. okay, if Jesus is the only way to be saved, okay, he's the only way, but this is how I'm going to make this work kind of thing. It was just a really subjective way of, of viewing. It wasn't, it wasn't going to scripture first um and seeing what scripture said and having that be my lens it was just okay well jesus is the only way but there's many ways to jesus kind of thing you know Mm -hmm. and uh it's like he made the exception i I just made it work so yes the biggest thing there just being a lack of information because i mean all that like you can't you cannot like hold that view of jesus and then read the bible (laughs) like that just doesn't work like right and i mean like that was what Ultimately, what Jesus would the Bible's not like the word of God, though. That's what makes it convenient is that mm-hmm. if the Bible's not true or if the Bible ha- has mistakes in it, that's how you get away with that. You know? Right. Because you can believe whatever you want to if you don't have any standard of truth. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's just just as a worldview issue. And we talked about this a little bit on our last video is just, you know, being our found, you know, God is our foundation and then his revelation to us is you know, it's our source of truth. It's God revealing himself to us. And that's our starting point. Um, you know, and it's, we, we actually, we have a standard of truth. We have something to measure all these things by. It's not just whatever feels good, whatever I like, um, you know, and you'll end up, you know, in who knows where, you know, when, when you don't have a standard, I mean, you, you don't have anything to base anything on, um, yeah. you know, you can't live consistently that way. You just can't. Yep. Agreed. Okay. Um, cool. So, th- so that was really kind of what, uh, what led you up to, um, you know, really understanding who Jesus is, was just those, those different things, uh, in regards to the cult, uh, anything that you want to add to that? No, I mean, you can find the full story on my YouTube. Um, yes, we will drop a link to that too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's your YouTube slash Melissa D. Is that right? That's easy. Okay. <laughs> cool. Easy to well, remember. Yeah, we'll drop that in the comments, too. If you guys have not, you know, definitely check out her YouTube channel. Uh, Probably should have said this in the beginning, too. If you guys are watching us from YouTube, um, feel free to jump on the Reasons for Jesus Facebook group. Just an awesome community of believers. Um, Definitely check out Melissa's channel. It's YouTube, Melissa D. Uh, For us, it's YouTube, uh, Worldview Warriors. Um, We got a lot of, you know, awesome content there. We do a lot of these videos. But, um, yeah, and if you're not part of Reasons for Jesus, definitely definitely come hang out with us. Um, anything else that you want to add just as far as your um, sort of your, your testimony there or any specific, um, you know, specific other false assumptions that you had about Jesus? 
No, I mean, that's basically it that I can think of off the top of my head. Sometimes I have trouble thinking about it because I think it's such a, you know, fluid way of thinking in the new age. And so it's almost like I wish I could just I need to sit down and actually think sometimes like, what was I thinking literally, you know, mm-hmm. like what, what <laughs> my, my mindset, you know, and it's been so long and I, I don't want to forget that. I, I, I don't want to. Some people do, but I don't because mm-hmm. it keeps things in perspective. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, um, it, it's actually kind of funny, like just with just the whole like subjectivity kind of being your own standard and things like that, that actually has a lot to do with our, our mini segment here. Um, and uh, let's get this pulled up here because it is time for the Heretic of the Week. <laughs> yes. Heretic of the Week. All right, so today, whoops, (laughs) easy there. All right, maybe that'll go away. Uh, So today, so we like to do from time to time a heretic of the week. And and really, uh, heretics are basically people who are condemned by the Christian church for teaching something falsely. Um, You know, and it's really, it's it's a major issue. Like everybody's wrong about stuff. You know, there's primary issues, there's secondary issues, there's tertiary issues. But um, really, the primary issues is where, you know, we see something like heresy. Um, So today... Uh, it's not Darth Plagueis the Wise, but rather uh, Pelagius the British heretic. Uh, let's see. I think we have another picture of him here uh, with his lightsaber. Um, so that is also not the actual. Yeah, there he is. That's a depiction of what he actually looks like here. All right. Let me bring this back up here. All right, cool. Um, so uh, the heretic of the week today is Pelagius, who was a uh, he was a British, um, somewhat of a theologian and teacher, um, and he was uh, he was around way back in the day, back in the um, really the third and fourth century, um, excuse me, the fourth and fourth and fifth century, and uh, <clears throat> he is the guy who really um, started what we would consider a uh, soteriology debate. So soteriology, if you're not familiar with that term, it's basically, it's the, it's how we understand salvation. Um, So virtually every Christian throughout any age of any, you know, you could be Roman Catholic, uh, Lutheran, Methodist, Eastern Orthodox. We all believe that we're saved by Jesus. But the question is, how are we saved by Mm -hmm. Jesus? What do we mean when we say we're saved by Jesus? Um, So Pelagius was really the guy who kind of started that debate. Um, and, uh, and he was somebody who was very concerned with right living. Um, he, like I said, he was British when he kind of came over to uh, some other areas. You see, uh, we, we've covered some of this in some other videos, but um, Christianity uh, in the early 300s AD became sort of declared a Christian state. So you have everybody saying they're Christian, but the problem is when everybody says they're Christian, nobody's actually Christian. And, and Pelagius uh, looked around and just saw people who said they were Christian, but were living very sinful lives. And that really bothered him. And, you know, and that's to his credit. Like, that's something like, we can agree with you. Like, go Pelagius. That's <laughs> probably the only issue we'll say that on. But uh, so he was very much concerned with with right living, with holy living and, and things like that. Um, but so much to the point where he denied uh, the doctrine of original sin. And, and original sin basically says that, you know, us being born to the human race, we are born with, um, we basically were born with a sin nature. You know, ever since Adam and Eve, the entire human race is born infected with sin. We're sin sick, we're dead in sin, um, whichever 
you know, scriptural sort of terminology um, you want to use there. And, and, and basically what, what he said is he said, well, no, um, he had a very, very high view of, of free will. And obviously we have to affirm, you know, as Christians, you know, the volition of man, right, where we choose, we make choices. We're not robots or puppets or anything like that. But, um, but Pelagius said that if uh, he said that we only actually have free will if we are morally neutral. So that was really kind of um kind of what was deep in his theology there was that people are morally neutral. We're not, we don't have a proclivity towards sin. Um, and like I said, it, it's kind of interesting just with what we were talking about with, uh, with Melissa in terms of like the new age view is, is that is really very similar of, of just the common mindset and worldview of this age. You know, you look at humanism and, um, you know, theological liberalism and things like that. And, you know, basically it starts with the assumption that, you know, either people are basically good or we're basically neutral. Um, so Pelagius said when he looked back on Adam, he said, OK, when Adam fell, Adam fell into sin. Adam basically just set a bad example for us. Um, you know, he didn't actually infect us with anything. We're not actually any different because of Adam. Um, we're just he, he set a bad example for him for us. Um, so again, these might not seem like that big of things, but they have huge theological implications because then when you get to Christ, then what is Christ? Uh, and ultimately, uh, according to Pelagius, Christ, you know, what he actually accomplishes on the cross is really just an example. He's a good example for us. Um, we don't actually, we're not actually saved by anything he did. He, he, uh, vehemently rejected any idea of like imputation, um, so that we're, we're credited with Christ's work. Um, so he, he had a very high view of man's freedom, man's capability. And he said, basically, Jesus set us an example of how to do it. So then it's our job to walk in Jesus footsteps, you know, basically by our, um, by our own power. Um, he was declared a heretic in 418 at the council of Ephesus for this teaching. Um, but this is something that's okay. Like Pelagianism in its full form, like shortly after him, there was a, an idea called semi-Pelagianism that was you know, sort of a medium there. But, um, but really this, this kind of went away in name. Like, I don't think you could talk to many people and be like, Oh yeah, well I'm, I'm Pelagian. So, um, so essentially what you're saying is that he basically taught that uh, Jesus lived a sinless life under his own will and volition and that we could do that exact same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's basically, that's basically it. Um, you know, and that's why like, this is like, I think this is one of the most serious heresies Um you know, to be honest, because what it does is ultimately then we're not saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. We're ultimately saved by our own works. Like Jesus helps us. Like it's like, so he would have, he would have said, okay, well, Jesus uh, in doing that, you know, he kind of gives us grace. He gives us aid. Um, but it's very much, you know, you cooperating with, with Jesus or just doing your thing on your own. And that's why, that's why this is, this is such a serious heresy, because if you're relying on anything um, other than the work of Christ alone on your behalf, uh, you're trusting in the wrong thing. You know, you're trusting the wrong uh, Jesus. Now, if I understand right, one of the things is because his viewpoint was that if Adam, if we're all basically born into sin, his view was that the flesh of Jesus would have been even corrupted. Uh, is that correct? Or is that like a, variation on the view um i'm not sure if he necessarily tied those two together it would make sense if he did i don't know if that was necessarily what his reasoning was um i, th I think his main reasoning was basically like he looked through the different commands throughout the bible and uh you know like jesus says you know be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect mm -hmm. and basically he said well 
Um, if we're given a command, then we have to have the capability to fulfill that command, um, which we can't be perfect like God is perfect. <laughs> like that's, you know, like that's an impossible command. And that's sort of the point. And I think when you look through like the Old Testament law and things like that, like you realize that nobody was able to keep mm-hmm. that all. I mean, you look at even like the heroes of the Bible, like Moses, like he directly disobeyed God, like David, like, okay, adultery and murder. Like, you know, and like these are, this is like as good as your examples get in the Old Testament. So it's like nobody can do these things. Nobody can fulfill them. You know, yes, we should strive for them. But ultimately, you know, that's the whole message of the gospel is that Jesus came and fulfilled those things on our behalf. And then, you know, our pursuit of those things is really just in response to um, to what Christ has done. Um, but, you know, this is an ideology. Like I said, like, I don't think anybody out there, you maybe somebody out there would say, would admit to being a Pelagian, but, um, you know, for the most part, but he, he was almost like the first theological liberal. Like you look at like theological liberalism in like the 1900s and things like that. And, and that is basically what they're teaching. You know, people aren't really that bad. Sin isn't really that big of a problem. Um, and ultimately we're saved by being a good person, by trying hard, doing the right thing. Um, you've got shoot, like Charles Finney uh, blatantly taught a lot of stuff that was, that was Pelagian. I mean, he did, he did a lot of good things too. Certainly he was a you know very powerful speaker and, and did a lot for evangelism. But if you actually read his um, written theology, like it's straight up Pelagian, it's, you know, you can, you can do this. Like, you know, you might need a little bit of help from God, but ultimately it's, it's kind of on your shoulders to, um, to save yourself. Um, and, uh, in a nutshell, that is uh, that is Pelagius. That is Pelagianism. Uh, anything you want to add to that, Melissa? No, that was a good nutshell. <laughs> all right, <laughs> awesome. Um, all right, well, let's take this down then, and we will um, hit our last topic here, which is um, really the issue of toxic masculinity. So that's one of those things that, like, I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen the Gillette commercial that's making all kinds of news. Um, but really just this concept of toxic masculinity um, we see being thrown around all there and it's got people all fired up, upset, whatever. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Yeah, exactly. And that's so if you guys haven't seen the Gillette commercial, it, it kind of sums up what we're talking about here. But it's basically saying, you know, men can do better. It's giving these examples of men committing, you know, sexual assault and encouraging violence and, you know, kind of turning a blind eye at um you know, what we would call sinful behaviors. And, and I actually pulled up a definition of it here. I'm sorry, I don't have a slide for it, but this is a, a definition that I found online here of social uh, masculinity. It says uh, it's a social uh, science term that describes how narrow repressive types of ideas about the male gender role that defines masculinity uh, as exaggerated masculine traits like being violent, unemotional, sexually aggressive, and so forth. It also suggests that men who act too emotional or maybe aren't violent enough or don't do all these things are not quote real men or can't or can have their man card taken away. Um, so that, that's sort of the, the definition that we have, but um, you know, as I, as I look at this and I, I see like the, you know, like the Gillette commercial and I'm like, you know, I guess my initial thought is like, well, yeah, like men can do better. Like I, I wouldn't necessarily use the word toxic masculinity. Like I would look at that and say like, that's fallen masculinity. Yes. Like that's what happens when Adam fell and you have men acting on their sinful desires. Like that's what they're calling toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. And, um, it seems like some of the reason a lot of people are kind of upset on the term um, tends to be because 
you know, you're using toxic masculinity. It's kind of making it seem like masculinity itself is a bad thing. And I don't know if that's necessarily what they're trying to convey, but I think at least in my experience, most of the people that I've talked to have been like, well, no, like masculinity is a good thing. We just don't want the toxic version of it. Um, what are, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Well, as a female, I, I gotta be honest. When I first saw the commercial, I didn't get what the fuss was about. I kind of liked it. <laughs> yeah. I actually messaged a friend and I'm like, can you tell me what I'm missing?